Well, good morning. It is so good to be here today, and uh, welcome to White Oak. Man, this is a great crowd. This is probably one of our best crowds that we've had since we've been back. This is definitely the most young kids that we've had in the, uh, in the crowd, and uh, so it is really good to be here today. Uh, we, we are in this series, Yours is the Kingdom, and actually this is the final week for it. So we've been in it all of August, and so now as we conclude this series, uh, we take a look at the final phrase in that series. But before we do that, I want to kind of recap where we've been, or at least kind of familiarize you with the prayer if you're not already. And so we want to take a look at it. Um, Matthew chapter 6 is where we are. So if you want to turn there in your Bibles, you can. We're going to put it up on the screen. But I just want to read where we've been so far in the prayer for you. It begins, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. See, Jesus begins the prayer, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. We we begin the prayer by establishing God's identity. And then your kingdom come, your will be done. We hand over control to God. Give us today our daily bread. We ask for God's provision. We ask for God to sustain us. Forgive us our debts as we also forgive our debtors. We seek forgiveness and we seek to offer it as well. And so today we we conclude this prayer with the final words that Jesus wants us to hear and pray to our Father. And they are this. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. And so our topic today is this idea of temptation. And while I could explain to you what temptation is, I think it would be better if I show you. So check out this video. I don't know what else to say. I mean... That is us. And our struggle isn't necessarily marshmallows. Maybe it is. No judgment here. But when I think about temptation, and I think about some of the deepest temptations that I have, remember, temptation is this draw, this allure towards sin. And sin is anything that misses the mark that God has established for us. But how close do we try? I mean, when we're trying to resist sin, and we get close to it though, right? smell it. We're going to play with it. You know, the little boy, he's reached down, give it a little kiss, right? I think that that's how we are with sin. Uh, I, I want to explore it. I want to see all about it. I, I may not do it, but we continue to lean in. We continue to draw ourselves closer and closer to it. And, and so this video just illustrates that tension that exists between doing what's right and doing what we know is wrong. And so today we take a look at this idea of temptation. James, the brother of Jesus who wrote in the New Testament says this, but each of us is tempted when they are dragged away by their own evil desire and enticed. Then after desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin. And sin, when it is fully grown, gives birth to death. 
See, we are, we are drug away by our own evil desires. We're enticed. And when that desire conceives, it gives birth to sin. And sin eventually will give birth to death. And so that is the temptation that we are talking about today. And I want you to know that as Jesus prays, what he's praying for is for God's protection. God wants to protect us for that. What Jesus is saying, our Father wants to protect us from harm. As a father, protecting my kids is something that comes pretty naturally. I've got four children. I've told most of you that in the past. But as you think about your kids, you know, there was a phase when my kids were one, two, three, four, five years old, that everywhere I went and everything we did, I felt like that my full-time job was keeping my kids alive, all right? Uh, you know, the, there's stairs that, that you, know, you get on a maneuver around, there's, uh, there's objects, you take them over to somebody else's house and you're like, your eyes are open, you're like, what kind of people are you? You got scissors out, you got like things at the wrong height, it's like, you know, things are within my kids' grasp, like, are you crazy? And so, like, it's just this constant struggle to just try to keep them breathing. And and so there's this protection mechanism that kicks in as a parent when your kids are that age. God wants to protect his children, right? He wants to protect us. And each time I, I picture this idea of temptation. I grew up as a child of the 80s and so in you know this idea is that uh, it comes from cartoons. When I when I think about this tension that we have between doing right and wrong, it's as if you've got these two people on your shoulder, right? You got this angel telling you the good things that you should do or trying to persuade you not to do something and then you've got this devil on your shoulder that that is tempting you that is telling you that it's going to be all right, telling you that it's not going to be as bad as you think. And God really wants to protect us from that, right? Because it's not a, it's not a marshmallow that we're dealing with, right? The, the sin that we're talking about, the sin that we're talking about breaks down marriages. It breaks down families. It breaks down friendships. It breaks down careers. And most importantly, it breaks down our relationship with our Heavenly Father, This is why we need to remember that our temptations lead to the evil that damages our relationships. Jesus concludes this prayer by asking God not to lead us into temptation. Now this word temptation can also be translated a couple different ways. It can be translated as the word test or the word trial. And so this is the idea that, that we wouldn't be put into some difficult situation. That's kind of when we read about a, a test in the Bible, it's this thing that's like, well, am I going to survive it? If I do, it'll make me stronger. And so when this word is used, it's kind of a both and. It's a temptation, it's a trial, it's a test that we might be in. And so what Jesus is asking is like, God, protect us from these situations, Whether it's a situation maybe that would be tempting or maybe it would be a difficult situation that would just be challenging. And so Jesus is asking God for protection. Now we know the truth. The truth is that we'll never 100% be removed from all of these situations. There's always going to be temptations. There's always going to be trials. There's always going to be tests. There's always going to be storms that we find ourselves in. 
And so while God wants to protect us from those, he also wants to prepare us for those. How we might be able to withstand those situations that we find ourselves in. Paul, the apostle who wrote a lot of the New Testament, had an understudy. His name was Timothy. And so he wrote a couple letters to Timothy. And in the first letter, chapter 6, verse 9, he says this. He says, those who want to get rich fall into temptation and a trap and into many foolish and harmful desires that plunge people into ruin and destruction. See, Paul calls temptation a trap. I don't know if you've ever set a trap at your house. Maybe you've had an animal that you needed to try to get rid of. Um, maybe you've got a mouse in your house, all right? And so you set a mouse trap. But what does a mouse trap need, right? Usually it needs some kind of bait, right? You've got you to put something on there, whether you put cheese or peanut butter or something. Something that's going to entice that mouse to come in to your trap. Well, the devil is very much like that. He sets these snares for us. He sets these traps for us. And they look good and they look enticing, but they are going to end in, as Paul says, ruin and destruction. And so we have to know that that's what we're up against, that that's what we're dealing with. What are some of the temptations, some of the enticements that you deal with? could be a website that you visit. It could be relationships that you know these relationships aren't healthy. These relationships aren't the kind of relationships that I need to be in. These friendships aren't leading me to a good place, but you're tempted to be in them. It shows, it could be the shows that you watch, television, streaming services like Netflix, that that you know aren't uplifting, but we're drawn to them anyway. Could be the places that you go. You know that when you go to these places, bad things usually happen, but you can't seem to resist. Sin gets a foothold in our life. And honestly, if we take a look at what it means, how hard it is to remove those from our life, we see tests or temptations is all about our own circumstances, Places that we kind of choose to walk into, places that we find ourselves going. Sometimes we, we just find ourselves in the wrong place at the wrong time. I don't think that we wake up necessarily looking for opportunities to sin. But sooner or later we find ourselves in these circumstances, in these situations. And we need to learn where it is that we should be who it is we should be with, and where we shouldn't be, and maybe who we shouldn't be spending time with, only because we're not strong enough to deal with those temptations and those tests. That's why Jesus says, lead us not into temptation. Even Jesus was tested by the devil. He found himself in a situation, and he asked for God's help to avoid it. Remember, our Father wants to protect us from harm. But we also need to realize that we need to ask for His help. That's why the first point that we want to really make today, the big idea, one of these big ideas, is that we need to stay diligent in our prayer life. One of the issues that we need to be reminded of is that this whole thing that we're studying, 
in this series is a prayer offered by Jesus. It's just, remember, it's just important for us to remember that the context of what we're talking about is a prayer that Jesus offers. And that as we look at this part about temptation, that this is a prayer that Jesus is offering up to God, saying, lead me not into these situations. Help me to avoid these situations where I'm going to be tempted, where I'm going to be tested. And so there's this idea that we need to constantly be going to God. And when I think about temptation in my own life, for me personally, one of the strongest things that I can do, one of the strongest things that that I can really rely on is prayer. It is my number one defense when it comes to the temptations that I face. I don't know if you've ever tried doing this or not, but if you've been in a real tempting situation, there's stuff you know you don't want to be doing and you're battling that, there's that tension between doing what's right and doing what's wrong. That it's really difficult to sin, intentionally sin, to do something you know you shouldn't do while you're in a conversation with your Heavenly Father. The posture of prayer just changes that situation for me personally. It puts my spirit in the right place. It invokes the power of the Holy Spirit in my life. And so it is a natural defense mechanism that I have when facing temptation. And so we need to stay diligent in our prayer life. That is going to be one of the ways that we avoid the sin in our life. Temptation is real though. And so many times we become weary. We become maybe a little bit lazy. Jesus and his disciples, this is close to the end of Jesus' time here on earth. This is in the garden. And if you're familiar with this, you would know that this comes right before Jesus is arrested and Jesus is crucified. So Jesus kind of knows this is coming. They've had a Passover meal together and Jesus invites his closest followers to come with him to this place where he wants to spend time in prayer to his father, knowing all that's about to come. And so he invites the 12, he says, hey, I want you to come and I want you to help me watch, keep watch, he says, because, you know, things are dangerous and I want you to pray with me. Well, check out what happens in Matthew chapter 26, verses 40 and 41. So Jesus says to them, couldn't you men keep watch with me for one hour? Watch and pray so that you do not fall into temptation. And then Jesus says to them, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. See, Jesus had invited his closest followers to spend time with him in prayer late at night. Because Jesus knew all that was about to come. What was, a, what was right in front of him. Now his disciples, obviously, they, they weren't quite as in tune with what the future looked like. And if they were, they probably would have been more diligent about staying awake. But their, their leader, their best friend, was asking them to stay awake and to pray with him. But they continued to fall asleep. They continued to not be able to sustain the prayer. And Jesus makes this connection. He says, watch and pray that you will not fall into temptation. And so Jesus paints this picture that prayer is one of the defense mechanisms that we have. And then he gives this reminder that our spirit sometimes is willing, that we want to do these things, but he reminds us that our flesh, our body is weak. 
Can you imagine how Jesus felt? Here he is asking his disciples to keep watch and they just continue to fall asleep. I love that phrase that he uses, watch and pray. And if if we knew, think about some of the, the, the hardest, most difficult times of your life. And if you knew in advance that they were coming, and you'd be watching and you would be praying, right? Man, I'd be watching and I'd be praying. Truth is, though, we don't know when some of these most difficult times are going to arise in our life. And so maybe we should take the posture of continually being on watch and continually praying that we don't find ourselves in these situations. Number two, commitment to prayer leads to a resistance of evil. Prayer is going to be one of the things that helps us avoid the sin in our life, right? That, that we might have an endurance to it, that we might be able to stand up against it. I told you guys a couple weeks ago about the fact that I've been running every day in the month of August, and I don't know if I mentioned this then, but I hate running, okay? So I've just been doing it to try to be healthy. Um, but, uh, but endurance is this idea that, you know, August 1st, I ran for the first time in a really long time. And man, that was a brutal run. But I ran yesterday, and it was much easier. My pace was quicker. What changed? Endurance. I have built up the ability to go on runs and it's become easier. And so what, one of the things that Jesus is calling us towards is to build up this strength, this endurance that, that we gain through prayer and being in the word of God and being together that we might have the power to stand up under the testing and the temptation that we face. James, the brother of Jesus, in James chapter 1, verses 2 and 3 says this. He says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. The word trials and the word testings are the same exact word that Jesus used for the word temptation. And he says, consider it pure joy when you find yourselves in these spaces. What? What? I mean, could you imagine somebody saying, hey, 2020 has been rough. It's a tough year. Consider it pure joy. And consider 2020 and everything that we've been through and everything we're going to continue to go through. Consider it pure joy. Why? Why would I consider... 2020, one of the toughest years that we as a nation have gone through, as we as a world have gone through, why would I consider that joy? Because it's going to make you stronger. Because it's going to give you the ability to withstand some of the other things that you're going to go through in life. Because it's going to develop perseverance in your life. Commitment to prayer leads to a resistance of evil. We need to strengthen up. We need to get stronger. We need to be prepared. One of the other things that uh, we need to pay attention to is that we better resist temptation together. We are better together. 
right? Zach mentioned it, that how good it is to be here, right? That, that we're here worshiping together. There's just something different. And I, I appreciate so much the tech team that we have, the people who have been putting on White Oak online so that during COVID we could worship from our homes when we weren't able to come together. But there's just something different about gathering here in person, that we have the ability to share this common bond. And so we are better together. Solomon, one of the wisest men in the Old Testament, the wisest man in the Old Testament, uh, in Ecclesiastes chapter 4 verse 12 says this. He says, The one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. A cord of three strands is not quickly broken. All that to say is that we are meant to do life together. That we are stronger when we do life together. One of the things that were advertised today was the idea that we'd be in small groups together. That that we would engage in small groups. And one of the things that sometimes will manifest, will come out of a small group, is this idea that we would have an accountability partner. Now, what accountability partner basically is, is that you become in a very close relationship with someone that holds you accountable. And this would be someone who you have the ability to be honest with, that you can tell about the temptations that you're facing. You know what? Here's some of the things I'm really struggling with. And then this person has the right to speak into your life and call you on a weekly basis and say, hey, how are you doing on this? Right? And it only works when you're really honest with one another. And I tell you that because I want you to see that, that if you're trying to do this alone, you're trying to manage the temptation that you're dealing with alone, you're trying to manage the tests and the trials and the storms that you're going through alone, that's, that's a hard way to go. But if you're doing it with someone, you're going through it together, we have a chance. Because we were created to be together. We have a better chance when we are together. So a reminder. Our Father wants to protect us from harm. And one of the ways that he does that is when we cry out to him in prayer and ask for help. When we set ourselves up to be successful by surrounding ourselves with people who are going to help us. We face a real enemy. And that's one of the things we just have to recognize. Sometimes we, we, we put it on ourselves. Sometimes we, we kind of lose sight of the fact that there is an enemy out there that wants to bring us down. Jesus talks about it in John chapter 10. John chapter 10 verse 10 says this. It says, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. And Jesus says there's an enemy out there and he wants to steal and he wants to kill and he wants to destroy your life. But Jesus says, you know what? I have come that you may have life and that you may have it to the full. Jesus says, I've come so that you can have a full life. Your enemy wants to kill and destroy you. He said, I've come to lift you up. I've come to give you what it is that you need. And as Jesus continues, he paints this picture in the next verse. He says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for a sheep. I don't know if you know much about sheep, but sheep find themselves in harm's way really, really easily. 
There are enemies to sheep. Animals, wolves that want to attack them. And so the shepherd's job is to protect these vulnerable animals. And Jesus says, I am the good shepherd because I lay down my life. He says, I would give up my life to protect my flock. Here's the reality. When we think about temptation, when we think about sin, think about that video we watched those little kids. It's only a matter of time. It's only a matter of time till we fail. We're going to. Every single one of us will fall to temptation sometime or another. And the only real cure that we have for the temptation we face is Jesus. Jesus is our hope. He is the good shepherd. He is the one that lays down his life for us. And so what we need to recognize is that in this message, we're talking about this idea of prayer is going to help us battle temptation, that friendships are going to help us battle temptation. But the only thing that's really going to ever win out over the temptation and the sin in our life is the blood of Jesus. Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection offers freedom. It offers new life. It offers hope. Now, that's not an excuse that we just continue and say, yep, Jesus covered it. I'm good. I'm going to just, you know what I mean? No, we're, we're going to continue to fight against temptation. We're going to continue to fight against the evil that is out there. We're going to continue to try to do good because that emulates the life that Jesus led for us. But Jesus is the hope that we have against temptation. Now, one of the things that we continue to talk about here are next steps. Uh, just last week, Chris Emmons and I, the Ross campus pastor, held a baptism conversation class. That's a next step for people. And so we've got several people who are going to get baptized in the coming weeks. And if you are somebody who has never accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you're somebody who's never been immersed in baptism, then I'd love to have a conversation with you about what that looks like. And so you can come and talk to me. You can text me or call me, get a hold of me. And I would love to talk to you about joining some of these families that are going to give their life to Jesus and what that looks like. So that's a next step. Uh, one of the other next steps we have is that we have coming up tomorrow is a thing called Meet the Pastor. And that's just a thing that allows you to get to know Chris and I, the campus pastors, and also a little bit more about White Oak, what it means to be a part of this church. And so if you'd like as a next step uh, to kind of figure out what it looks like to be a part of White Oak, we invite you to come to the Meet the Pastor. It's online and you can register for it by going to thewocc.com backslash meet. One of the other things we talked about was joining a life group. I mean, a life group could be a next step for you that says, you know what, I need to be in community. I need to be spending time with people. And so you go to our website and you can register to be in one of the new life groups that we have. Our Father wants to protect us from harm. And he sent his one and only son to die for our sins so that this could be done. Each day as we pray, let us remember to thank God for his grace and ask him to continue to protect us from the temptations and the evil that might come our way. Would you pray with me? 
Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for today. I thank you so much for your son, Jesus, who died on the cross for us so that we can have freedom, so that we can have new life. Thank you for the grace and the salvation that comes only through him, God. Protect us from the temptations that we face. Give us the strength that we need to withstand it. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen.